Hello, Probers. Howdy, howdy. Welcome to another episode of the most delightful extraterrestrial comedy podcast on the planet. I'm your host this week, Moonwalker, and sitting opposite me wondering whether or not I'm going to be polite or an asshole is Kevin the Grey. How are you, old bean? I'm wonderful. I am always wonderful. However, I'm never in any doubt as to whether you are going to be polite or an asshole. Continue. Prick. <laughs> this Proof. week's episode <laughs> takes us to New York. Start spreading the news. I'm leaving today. Bellend. I wanna be <laughs> New York, New York. August 19th, 1965. Harold Butcher, a pimple-faced 16-year-old that may have had no pimples at all, was sitting on a stool in the main barn of a hilltop dairy farm. When you say sitting on a stool, are you talking like... A stool, not a turd. Okay, thank you. Continue. What was he doing sitting on that stool? A turd. He was milking cows. Squeezing on them teats. Aww. You've somehow made that sound sexual. The farm he was fiddling cow to easy. Oh no. <laughs> was a few miles north of Cherry Creek. Whilst caressing those udders. <laughs> he put the radio on and he had it turned to WKBW AM 1520. It was in the evening at 8.20. All was quiet. Except the radio. Then outside, where a bull was tethered up to the building, the bull started to grumble and make a racket. Well, I'm not surprised if he was trying to get the milk from a bull. (laughs) How's he doing that? Where did you get that from? You said a bull... Was outside. Yeah, and it's getting Outside the building that he was in. Oh, so he wasn't... He wasn't trying to milk the cow, no. No, well, he (laughs) was milking the cow, he wasn't milking the bull. Shout out to our listener who pointed out that um, (laughs) once we forgot the difference. Did we? We did, yeah. Huh. (laughs) (laughs) That's a... Oh, man. I don't feel like you needed to put a picture in the notes of a cow having its udders milked. I felt I needed to. I know what milking a cow is. You didn't need to show me. I know how you like to uh, have visual aids with our podcast. Well, you should have made me a latte then. I said visual aids. Fresh. Was the bull jealous as he saw (laughs) Harold grope his lady's nips? Oh, for Christ's sake. Did he disagree with the music played? Or was it something else that bothered him? I'm going to guess that it was something else. I don't know... Why, why are you edging towards something else? What's pushing you in that direction? A couple of things. Firstly, I don't know whether cows have a concept of self. Like, for example, dogs do not. If they look in a mirror, they can't recognise that that's themselves they're seeing. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether cows have that ability. I know not many animals do. I know dolphins do. Rubberneck pricks. <laughs> I'm so disgusted by what we learned about dolphins in that episode. <laughs> Dirty little <laughs> bastards. Anyway, so 
I doubt that a cow on that basis could get jealous about what's happening to another cow that they can't necessarily see. How do you know we can't see? Well, you said it was outside the building. If you're standing outside of a building and there's a window, can you see inside it? If there's gaps between and fences of a building that's made of wood, can you not see inside? Well, you didn't say it was not a fully complete building. But I never said it wasn't either. Regardless, you pedantic bastard. <laughs> I don't know that a bull is going to want to have its nips played with when it's not a cow. Not that a cow wants to have that. How do you know it I wanted just... that? How do you know it wasn't jealous that its lady was getting its nips played with? And the bull wasn't, you know... Because the bull was not a, a one-cow bull. bull. The bull Might puts it about. Nah. And more importantly, the main reason I'm leaning elsewhere is because this programme is called But It Was Aliens. I feel like that's a hint as to where we're going here. Are you telling me that the cow couldn't be an alien? <laughs> I'm not telling you it couldn't be. Anything could happen. But I'm telling you it's most likely that the cow can sense a presence not of this world. Why could the bull sense it and not a cow? Sorry, the bull. <laughs> Here we go again. So Harold got up and took a look to see what was causing the bull so much distress. I've just seen in your notes you've written Titty Fiddler. <laughs> Why? What he described seeing was a football-shaped silver object... Not again! <laughs> ...hovering just above tree level, about 500 feet away from the barn. Another detail was that there were two parallel vertical rows of large dots, which were visible on its surface. The size of its surface was 50 foot long and 20 foot high. The radio soon changed its tune... Why did you give me that look there? From WKBWAM 1520 and soon became static. Heavy static at that. We also learned that Harold wasn't milking these cows on his own but was using a machine. And this machine, controlled by a tractor engine, stalled. Harold keeps focus on the object and notes that it started making a beeping sound and emitted a red vapour as it slowly began to descend behind a large maple tree. Do we know whether that beep was Morse code? We do not. Okay. So two parallel rows on this large football. Could they have been windows? It's like an Airbus, a space Airbus. Bust? Bus. I mean, they could have been. Are you not going to answer definitively? <laughs> Why is the cow so... Why is the bull, my gosh, so bothered about something in the sky? They see planes, they don't flutter an eyelid. But do the planes hover nearby? Helicopters do. Distress? What if it's emitting a signal like the... Uh, Maybe... E-note? E oh, no, the brown note. Brown note? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's... Uh, there's a... Mumble in his tummy. And only hands can satisfy. Oh, I've lost my trail of thought. Shit, I had a question. Maybe the bull could understand Morse code. Ooh. And the beeping was saying, I'm coming to milk those udders. 
and the bull got jealous about what was about to happen to its cow. It was its favourite lady friend. Oh, so it's it's jealous now. Yeah, Is that what yeah. You're saying? That's what I'm coming up with independently. <laughs> I feel like it's a really uh, authentic and original idea. Yeah, because this bull yeah. is the jealous type. I can I can see that, and it doesn't want anyone playing with them cow titties. Doesn't want anyone titty fiddling. Nope, <laughs> it wants to be the only titty fiddler. Bulls are renowned for jealousy. That's why they charge at you when you go onto a field of cows. They don't want you titty fiddling. Part of the UFO <laughs> dipped out of view for a few seconds before the whole craft shot up rapidly into the clouds, making a loud booming sound as it did, turning the clouds green as it left. Now, with a single witness case, we have to be rather sceptical, as they could be talking complete bullshit. You sceptical bastard. However, this isn't a single witness case. We have multiple witnesses, Greynuts. Hey! The brothers... Butcher, Robert and William Jr., who may or may not, but definitely are the brothers of Harold, and a friend, Kathleen Brougham. I feel like Kathleen should be pronounced Kathleen in this instance. Also, the Butchers, I don't know why, but they sound kind of like a couple of uh, gangsters, like East End London gangsters. You, are you sure? Mug. They sound like a couple of dicks to me. I'm a butcher. Robert. Oh, no. William. William, yeah. Harold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Harold is slang for a dick somewhere. <laughs> that one. <laughs> oh, Nobby. Nobby and Willie. <laughs> so you see, Grey Nuts, multiple witnesses. Equals proof. Proof, I tell thee. I'll be the judge of that. I am the law! The police arrived at the farm about an hour after the incident took place and questioned the witnesses. The questioning was conducted by E.J. Haas and P.M. Nielsen. Once they'd questioned the stunned kids, they searched the area using their police standard flashlights. But they found nothing. This prompted more investigation, so they contacted an Air Force base in Niagara Falls. Ah, they're calling in the the law, the military <laughs> law. <laughs> so, a UFO being spotted and a cow, sorry, a bull getting upset is enough to get in the Air Force. Apparently so. They must have seen this thing on radar or something. Otherwise, they'd just think it's a, a nonsense call, surely. If we called up the Air Force and said there's a UFO outside extraterrestrial towers, they'd be like, <laughs> Sure, guys. Uh, whatever. There must be more. I'd just like to ask a question. Milking machine. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you show me a picture of one of those? Didn't think you needed it. <laughs> I've I thought, never heard. I thought you had enough visual stimulation as it is. So how does a milking machine work? So what you're telling me is you want me to show you cow porn. No. I've... You want to whoa, see whoa, whoa, a cow whoa. being why, milked. Why would that be porn? How would it not? I don't perceive that bastard. as porn. I perceive that as farming. What do you perceive it as? That's disgusting. 
There you go. You're disgusting. <laughs> Glad you admit it, sir. But how does it work? I assume they just attach mechanical milk. And it wraps around the nipple. Can I... Uh, I'm just going to show you a hand gesture. Tell me if this is right. Is that what it does? No. What does it do, then? I think it's more like a cup. Think of... Um... <laughs> That hand gesture is awful. Is that not how... Because surely so you... So what Grey Nuts is doing is he is moving his hand and then stopping it in a robot lock motion and then jacking off <laughs> a penis in midair. Whoa, 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 whoa. Would it work on your penis? Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to have a new tier on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Connected to our only fans. Grey Nuts is only fans. <laughs> You're going to start an OnlyFans, aren't you? You'd have to be mad to pay for that. <laughs> what man getting jacked by a cow milking machine? You'd All the cows in the background like, no, dude. Listeners, let us know if you would like to see that. And I'm sure if we get enough people... <laughs> no, um, no, we're not signing that. <laughs> Grey Nuts would do it. Let us know if you'd I, rather... I, however, will not be doing any such thing. But do let us know if you'd rather see Moonwalker do it, because if the money's there, we'll think about it. If the money's there, I'm still not doing it. Come on, who would you rather see getting jacked by a... What do you call them? A milking machine? <laughs> I don't think anyone would want to see that. No one's going to want to see me <laughs> in general, let alone in that. Let's get back on track. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. He turns around and pulls out of his bag a milking machine. <laughs> I thought the conversation might go this way. <laughs> so I came prepared. <laughs> Puts it on the table. What you do is you... <laughs> I am a level three! <laughs> a level three what? Jacker! <laughs> I have grown out of hands! <laughs> what? Grown out of hands? Now I use machines. What you want to be asking is, how'd you get to by level, level four? By level three on that, you're just switching the machine to level three? <laughs> Where is this conversation Imagine going? Imagine that guy farming. Hello, cows! <laughs> <laughs> you're not getting milked today? Step aside. I was about to say. He walks in <laughs> with a t-shirt on, no trousers, no underwear. <laughs> Naked from the waist down. Just sticks his cock in the milking machine. Oh! Give the cows a thumbs up. <laughs> this right, apologies. The Air Force, who were a bit more familiar with this kind of stuff, sent five people to deal with this. These five were led by Captain James A. Dorsey. They interviewed everyone involved, from the kids to the neighbours. They inspected the area and were thorough, using equipment much more advanced than a flashlight. I nearly said flashlight. I <laughs> knew you were going <laughs> to... They then left with a sample from the allegedly truthful landing site, where a purple-coloured oily substance was found. Purple and oily? Mm-hmm. Ooh, do we have a new element? Maybe so. Is that a Grimer? It's a muck. A muck, sorry, my mistake. That's a Pokemon. That's an awesome piece of art, though. Is that deviant art? 
Oh, I don't know. It's semi-realistic and it's awesome. I wish I could draw or paint or anything creative. Wish I could do anything other than farming. Credit goes to Joshua Dunlop. Nice, Mr. Dunlop. Is that the Dunlop? No. Owner of the sports brand. Because he got bored in his spare time. They questioned the kids repeatedly, especially Harold, and he stood firm in his conviction. According to Captain Dorsey, Harold's version of the events were consistent throughout his questioning. And according to those that knew them, the kids wouldn't make it up. They were not the type. They were honest and trustworthy. <laughs> nope. <laughs> right. Kids wouldn't make it up. Piss off. What kid wouldn't make something up? Me. You full of shit right there. Do you reckon like that Grimer was Harold's muck? It's, it's in my <laughs> head that it's Grimer now. Harold is like, I choose you, muck. I choose you. Throws it. The muck comes up, goes over to the milking machine. <laughs> a muck penis forms. And runs a muck. <laughs> the cow's like, me, dude. Come on, Muck, we're supposed to be battling. Project Blue Book took a look at the report, which concluded Captain D's visit. The D. And they concluded that this event did in fact defy conventional explanation. So in other terms, it's a legit UFO, bitch. All we have at this point is... A legit UFO. <laughs> A dude bye who, bye. who likes to milk. Titty fiddler. <laughs> For Christ's sake. Why is it that the man using the milking machine to jack off doesn't disturb me at all, yet someone erotically milking a cow does? <laughs> Ugh. So we've got a bunch of kids that have seen a UFO and a cow that was disturbed. Yes. That's literally it at this point. That is literally it. And that's a legit UFO, bitch. Yes, you are correct. Probably going to need a little bit more here, aren't we? With this being all we have, we jump to the future. Boing. Robert A. Galgansky took it upon himself to investigate this further. Robert heard much about the case, but there were too many discrepancies between stories for his liking. So think of this as science and scepticism the Galgansky Files. Big Rob decided to start at the very beginning. Smart boy. Where else would you start? Surely if you started in the middle, that would become the beginning. Haven't you watched a film that starts at the end, like Memento? Yeah, but that's Memento still the beginning. Memento runs out of order. But it's still the beginning of the film. But is it the beginning if it runs in chronological order? There's multiple beginnings. Therefore, okay. is it truly the beginning? So, if you would say that something happened Talk about something that happens at the beginning of Memento. Mm -hmm. You might not be talking about the actual beginning of Memento. You might You'd be talk talking about the, middle. about the middle. Oh, I'm going to go cross-eyed. Everyone go and buy the DVD of Memento. It's an absolutely fantastic film. And within the menu itself, there's a bit where the photos from the film roll. There's a certain point, if you press it, it takes you to a secret menu and you can watch the film in chronological order rather than the order the film's played in. And then it becomes awful. Two films for one, and it's fucking awesome. Back to the case. So he reviewed the original NICAP and Project BB reports. And being a Buffalo native, 
he was able to visit the original site of the sighting himself. He did this not once, but several times, just to make sure he hadn't missed anything. Like that purple gloop. Not only did Big Rob investigate the locations, he spoke to the lead investigator at the time, and also managed to speak to Harold Butcher himself. I'm fucking Harold Butcher, yeah. He spoke to him over the phone. You so, fucking ridden before. I'm Harold Butcher. You come see me and show me the respect I deserve. You slag. I'm Harold Butcher. Yeah. Don't you question me, boy. Because this was over the phone, can we say 100% that it was Harold Butcher he spoke to? No, we can't. <laughs> yes, we can. I'm Harold Butcher. You muggy prick. He did an experiment on the purple oily substance that was found and determined that it was a mixture of two common products found on the farm. Oh. But would it be the same exact substance after so much time had passed? Or was he testing something completely different to what was tested in 65? Back in 65. What? Why am I looking at Barney the dinosaur in a cowboy hat? Because it's a totally different substance. What are you suggesting it was? Well, it's not muck. <laughs> Barney isn't moist. Oh, no. Is Bar- oh. Barney spent a bit too long on that milking machine. Well, hey, kids. Today we've got a special episode for you. I'm going to do some farming. Ho, 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 ho. What you do, kids? You pull down your Barney pants. You take out your Barney rod. Oh, that's a little bit too quick, though. <coughs> Did Barney wear pants? No. That's a little bit weird, isn't it? Barney's basically a flasher. Are you classed as a flasher if you don't have anything initially covering? It depends if you're doing it for your own sort of sick pleasure. No, but I mean, isn't to flash to... Remove. Yeah. But I suppose it could be a nudist, but I mean... He's doing it in front of children. I'm a little bit disturbed by that. Does he even have genitals? He's a dinosaur. Must have had a huge whopper. Well, hey, kids. You bringing your mom along today? I'm pretty sure it didn't <laughs> sound like that either. Did he sound like that? I have no idea, but it wasn't like that. <laughs> Definitely like that. <laughs> hey, kids. <laughs> My name's Barney the Dinosaur. <laughs> What? There's another picture of Barney. Have you just filled the research notes with pictures of Barney at this point? Barney's like, yep, I'm not wearing any pants. I'm the purple goo. <laughs> that still doesn't answer to me what the purple goop is. I don't know. Big Rob's investigation found more discrepancies too. He compared all three statements that Harold had taken from the various organisations and found that it was quite apparent that it had embellished upon his original story. But he also believes that if this was a one-off, he could dismiss it as a hoax. But within the NICAP document, there is information about sightings around Cherry Creek immediately before and after Harold's account. Speaking to a local farmer, Rob was told how one evening shortly after Harold's encounter, a large orange ball of fire started flying low and following a car. The the occupants, frightened for their lives, abandoned the car and ran inside the building where the farmer was working to escape. What was the farmer doing? Milking cows. Was the farmer purple? 
<laughs> hey kids, you've stumbled on my secret show. Wait, let me pull my pants off. I don't have any. Was Barney's Barney suit his pants? I think his suit was everything. So he was a flasher. Next time you see a Barney suit, because you see them around. Do you? Look to see if there's a cutout around the mid region. <laughs> he also spoke to a woman who asked to remain anonymous. <laughs> you, why, have you, why have you lost it? I just sort of pictured that. What, the Barney suit with the cutout? Someone going around with a Barney suit with a massive hog hanging out of a little cow. Oh, you sicko. I know. Uh, quick, continue. <laughs> Help. He also spoke to a woman who asked to remain anonymous. And Big Rob explains that the woman grudgingly confirmed the story. She really didn't want this to be true. She says that after the incident, she agreed with the police and military that the kids really did see something extraterrestrial. Big Rob, after speaking with several witnesses and locals from the time, believes that they'd encountered something spherical or egg-shaped in nature, rather than the more detailed version that NICAP put out, taken from face value of the kids' active youthful imaginations and creative polishing. And us ourselves have said before that someone can see something and then small embellishments are made by others there. Sometimes it's not even done on purpose and can be done due to time to think or bleeding in from things within their subconscious. Yeah, we have indeed made that point before, but I really hope that this one turns out to be a hoax and the kids come out and say that they faked it so that I can go... I'd have gotten away with it if it hadn't been for those pesky kids. Well, let's see. Indeed. You make some compelling arguments in this section, I will say. So Blue Book concluded at the time. Although the sequence of events is dubious, the sighting is carried as unidentifiable as there is no definitive concrete explanation. According to Big Rob, this contradicts the then Air Force's debunking mindset. He concludes by asking, why wasn't this bashed to the extent of other cases that were similar? Or was it to cover up a perhaps classified government project? Big Rob asks some good questions here. And you did say that there was a nearby Air Force base because they called them up to investigate. Niagara Falls. Very, very... Have we covered anything else there? We've probably covered like one of these other sightings they mentioned at some point. I think we might have done. It does sound familiar, but it, whether we've covered one or whether we've researched one for an episode that hasn't been released yet, I don't know. Ah. Uh, not sure if it mentioned that, but didn't we have in the MIB episode near Niagara Falls, the two MIBs visited the hotel and were caught on CCTV? Maybe. I think that was near Niagara Falls. Quite a few probes ago. We've recorded a lot. Indeed. So to summarise, we have Harold Butcher, a 16-year-old cow titty fiddler who was fiddling with cow's udders when the bull outside started acting up. The radio he had on turned to static. He looked out the window to see a strange object amongst the trees. The craft descended and then ascended quickly, leaving the clouds green. We had multiple witnesses and the police came to investigate and question them. 
they found they found nothing but bumped it up the chain to the Air Force who sent five people out to investigate. They again questioned the kids and searched the site, to which they found a strange purple goo. It was classed by Project Blue Book as unidentifiable, therefore it was extraterrestrial, son. One man. Sorry, go on. Not the same thing, but continue. <laughs> One man, Big Rob Galgansky, wasn't happy with the different stories he was hearing about the event, so he took it upon himself to investigate, where he found discrepancies that were glaring. But also due to the length of time, some of these could have also been warped. He also spoke to locals and heard some other stories which seems to veer towards the extraterrestrial. So, grey nuts, which side of the fence do you fall on? Is this aliens? I will applaud you there. Well, thank you. Because considering not a lot happened in this case, you got quite a lot out of it. <laughs> Literally, a UFO popped down, went back up, and that's it. <laughs> that's pretty much it. <laughs> well played, sir. Which side of the fence do I fall on? You've made some really compelling arguments as to this not being aliens, to be honest. I'm not even convinced that they saw an experimental craft at this point. I think we just need a little bit more. So I'm not saying that it was aliens, unfortunately. Usually I would lean towards the military in these types of cases and considering the proximity of this event to a local Air Force base, that would make me lean even harder. But I just don't think there's enough there. There's not enough witnesses or any supporting evidence like military radar and that kind of thing that we sometimes get. Mm -hmm. How do you come down on it? So I also don't believe this was aliens. But I think because of everything that went on with um, Area 51, mm -hmm. everything like that, around this time and maybe a few years obviously after that, anything that was deemed possibly alien could have been investigated by the police and because they would have obviously believed what they read in the paper about the UFO crash and everything like that. So anything like this at the time would have, I think, would have been investigated because they couldn't find anything. They maybe just sent it up the chain of command just to know, cover their own asses, And then obviously they came out in this weird purple goo I don't know what it was, but I also don't believe hey, that Big Rob was able to find the exact same purple goo in the exact same spot after yeah. so many years. Yeah. So it's possible that he was just testing something else or it simply was the same thing and was just a mixture of two commonly found like farm substances yeah again when we've had like unusual substances found they've been sent to labs and tested and we've heard about the results all the results have gone missing after half an analysts like we had the um the alien hair dna mm -hmm. results <laughs> shout out to our, our new best friend uh, we had a message from the subject of that episode who wasn't very happy about our coverage Thanks, guy. Apparently, DNA, too complicated for us. <laughs> Bless him. So, from Dumb and Dumber here, 
It was bullshit, mate. <laughs> I actually really enjoyed that episode. So, uh, never mind. <laughs> but then we had the um, Oakville blobs that were sent off and yeah, analysed and we got some results and then they went missing. Just there isn't enough on this one for me. I also think... I don't know if I think the kids bullshitted. I think they might have seen something, but I just don't think it was anything substantial. Yeah, yeah. Either Your that, mind runs away with you when you're a kid mm, as well, doesn't it? Especially if you're out at night milking cows and it's quite boring. <laughs> but maybe he was getting excited by the uh, cow titty fiddling. Oh, no, I forgot it was kids milking the cows or as well. because oh. he's sitting there milking a bunch of cows. I mean, could you get high off cow turd fumes? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was uh, hallucinating. I'm not trying. Or maybe they'd taken some drugs and really didn't want their parents to know they'd taken drugs and they saw aliens. Who knows? Either way, I do not believe that this is aliens. Getting high off cow turd. That reminds me of... Because mushrooms. No, 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 no. We used to, we went for a period on this show of mentioning South Park like every episode, and I feel like we haven't for a while now. I'm pretty sure we mentioned it in this one. Until this one. <laughs> but I'm going to mention it again. Heavy Metal Highway. What did they call it? Cheesing. Cheesing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's such a great episode. That may be one of the top three South Park episodes that I've seen. So thank you for joining us for this week's Probe of Cherry Creek. Yeah, you can you. you can find us on our socials. On our socials, if you don't, I'll murk you. Instagram at But It Was Aliens Podcast. But It Was Aliens Podcast. Facebook at But It Was Aliens. Facebook, yeah. We've got a Facebook group, Extraterrestrial Towers. Which are not bloody welcome, but join it. And we're also on the Twitter at But It Was Aliens. You sound like a dickhead. And on Patreon. You sound like a prick. Forward slash, but it was aliens. <laughs> Patreon.com. You sound like a prick. Forward slash, but it was aliens is the full address. As always, I have been Moonwalker and he has been Greybeard. Remember, the truth is up there. Hashtag probe. Bloody probe. Wow.